0: a grunting sound came again, and then silence. I increased the scooter speed so the door opened fully. The laundry room held only the industrial washer and dryer, a folding table, and a bin on wheels. The bin was the only place a person could be. My scooter still held the door open, and the bin was only a few inches away. I reached its edge and pulled it toward me. A man was on his side facing the wall, his knees pulled to his chin. He was so still, I felt sure he was dead. I gasped and let go of the bin, then pushed the scooter's handle lever down to back up. The incessant beeping almost made me fall off the seat. I let go of the lever, expecting to hear doors opening and people entering the hall. Nothing happened. Half of the other residents wear hearing aids. Still, how could they sleep through such racket? Two more beeps put me back in the hall. I sped to its end and did another three-point turn. I needed to find Gina. The building has three hallways with common rooms that connect them. I peered in the dining room. Empty. Same with the television room. Where could Gina be? I went back to the lobby with its plethora of Christmas and Hanukkah decorations and paused near a manger scene. The main doors swished open and Gina walked in. Mrs. Richards, why are you up? Thank God! There's a body! Follow me! Gina set her pack of cigarettes on a table by the entry and pulled her phone out of her jacket pocket. Who? Who is it? I'm not sure. And the laundry bin! She was behind me, but I could tell she stopped. I turned. Come on! Gina began to jog and passed me. She pushed open the laundry room door, walked part way in, and then came back out. Mrs. Richards, there's no body in there. You must have been dreaming.